Lucy. Good morning. It's good to be here. Um, <clears throat> before I start, there's one thing I, I want to just jog your mind on just a little bit, and I do this maybe about every year along about this time. Does anybody get any requests for donations about this time? You don't? You don't have a phone then if you don't get them, so. or TV or anything like that. Now, I've got this, and uh, I'm going to read it right quick to you. I'm taking up my own time, so that's okay. The American Red Cross salary for the year, the, the head of the American Red Cross three years ago, was $651,957 plus expenses. The March of Dimes is called the March of Dimes because only a dime for every dollar is given to the needy. The United Way President Brian Gallagher receives a base salary of $375 along with numerous expense benefits. UNICEF CEO Gary M. Stern receives $1.2 million per year plus a Rolls Royce to drive. Less than five cents of your donated dollar goes to the cause in UNICEF. Goodwill CEO and owner Mark Curran profits $2.3 million a year. Goodwill is a very catchy name for his business. You donate to his business and then he sells the items for profit. He pays nothing for his products, pays his workers minimum wage. Nice guy. Yeah. If you want to give it to some place that it will go just about 100%, the Salvation Army does pay Commissioner Todd Bassett $13,000 a year. No benefits, $13,000 a year. And the rest of it, 96% donated, goes to the cause. The American Legion, 100% goes. No salary to anybody. The Veterans of Foreign Wars, no salary to anyone. The Disabled American Veterans, same way. The, multi the Military Order of Purple Hearts, same way, zero salary. The Veterans Vietnam Veterans Association, Zero salary. Make-A-Wish children, 100% goes to funding for the children. St. Jude's Research Hospital, 100% goes. Ronald McDonald Houses, all monies go to running the houses for parents. Lions Club International, 100% donations go to help the blind buy hearing aids and support medical needs. Just so you would know where your money is going. Isn't it great to be given to somebody that's making $1.2 a year and driving a Rolls? Anybody in here doing that besides Brother Willie? <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful to um, be living at this time of the year to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. I need your prayers this morning for a few minutes. Pray for our pastor who is, is away, he and his family. Pray for them to have a safe trip. And uh, also for Charlie to have a safe trip, too. Good to see you here. If you're a visitor, glad to have you. If you're part of my fan club, glad to have you. Got two in it. And uh, God, has, God has blessed us so much that we could be here. I told Brother Steve the last two times I've preached has been in a Baptist church. So uh, if any of it rubbed off on me, just, uh, just forgive me. But, uh, and, of course, two weeks from today I'll be back in another one. Uh, Lord willing. But uh, if I'm called, wherever I'm called to go, I'll go. I'll go. 
everybody's got to hear the Bible. And uh, I'm not saying they haven't been hearing it, but, you know, we can just give them a little bit more maybe somewhere along the way. So God has, God has blessed us much. If I should have a subject this morning, and I need your prayers drastically, if I should have a subject, it would be the visitation of God the Son. Now, if you're here and you've heard me preach part of this before, you forgive me. Uh, well, I don't care who you forgive Well, never, never mind. Um, because I'm using some of the same events maybe here in this that, that I've used before that you've probably heard. But it, it's all good for this time of the year. I'm not going back and give you the genealogy of Christ. You know that if you'll read your Bible, first chapter of Matthew and the second chapter of uh, nah, but third chapter of Luke, third chapter of Luke. You'll find the genealogy of Joseph in one of them and Mary in the other one. And you can read that. And they had some terrible people in that genealogy. I mean, they had prostitutes, they had murderers, they had adulterers, they had everything in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. So let me tell you something this morning. I don't care what kind of life you have lived, you can change it. You can change it and you can be a soldier of the cross and change your life and live for Jesus because he is the one that we're celebrating. And I can tell you also, it's not all about Santa Claus and presents. And, and I know most of our children over there this morning, and I'm not going to get on that subject too much, although I got on a tie that got him on it, but, you know, you want me to cover it up. But anyhow, Jesus is the reason that we're here this morning. And Brother Willie mentioned this in Sunday school today. He said something about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Well, that's the Godhead. That's the, that's the three in the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Does everybody agree with me on that? Let's go to the, let's go to the book of Colossians uh, chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 uh, to start with a scripture this morning. For by him, and this is talking about Jesus, right? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers or things, all things were created by him and for him. And verse 17 says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Did we get all of that? I'm not going to stand up here and say, Did you do it? I'm talking to Wayne too. This is not my program. This is his program. But did we get all of that? For by him were all things created. Go to the first four words in the Bible. In the beginning, God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. It would appear from this writer here that God the Son had a little something to do with creation. Are you with me? It seems like that by Him were all things created, whether they be dominions, powers, wherever they are, whatever they are, they were created by him and for him. And in him all things consist, everything. And Hebrews 1 and 8 said, But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, and this is God the Father talking right here, if you read it, God the Father is saying to the Son, Thy throne, O God, he's calling him God there. Am I confusing anybody? He's calling Jesus God also, he said, 
Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Now, we are talking this morning about a, a, a boy, a baby that was born in Bethlehem a couple of thousand years ago. I might drop here. We are talking about him as being a little baby in a manger somewhere or another and, and, and looking, you know, real small, wrapped in swaddling clothes and all of this. But he's much more than that. That was not his first visit to planet Earth. He created everything. He created Mary and Joseph. He created the womb he was born in. <clears throat> now, you can help me if you want to. You can say amen or you can sit there like that. It don't matter to me one way or the other. I'm going to have my fun up here whether you like it or not. Because I'm glad today to be to say that I know who he is, that I know his name, and that he knows me, and that we're on speaking terms this morning. How about that? Have you called home today? Have you called home today? Have you talked to him this morning to say, Lord, here I am. I need you today in everything that I do. My, 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 Lord, help us. Lord, help us. First John 1 and 5, and I don't think I gave them that one, but First John 1 and 5 says, God is light. Jesus would say, who is light? I am the light of the world. God the Son is the light of the world. 1 John 4 and 12 said, No man has seen God talking about the Father at any time. So you see, Jesus and God the Father and God the Holy Ghost are three different people, but they're all one. You got that figured out? There is no way that you can really separate them so our minds can completely understand what he's talking about. It's just hard to do. But he is, so, he is so powerful and so great this morning that he has created everything that we have, all that we have, created this building. He created everything, and yet he lives. Yet he lives. He's my Savior. But we have, we have gone for so many years, we've gone for so many years, and looks like sometimes we're almost stagnant. Have you noticed in the last few years, just in the last few years, how that churches seem to be almost at a standstill? Now you can pull in some new people every once in a while, and you can lose some people. It's not like you hold them all. If this local church had helped all the people that's been through its doors in the last 25 or 30 years, we'd have to build a tabernacle here to seat two or 3,000. This place wouldn't hold them. You see, something is not... Something is not just like it really ought to be. Pardon me to stay up here. But anyway... Uh, Jesus created all things. He gave us the recipe for a church. He created the church, set it in order. Simon Peter said, There at the Christ, 
the Son of the living God, when Jesus said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He said, Some say you're Elias, some say you're Moses, some say you're one of the prophets, some say you're one. But who do you say that I am? And Jesus, and Peter said, There art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven, revealed this unto you. Come on now. We need to get a revelation from the glory world and stop trying to operate it on our own. Let's go back and look at the recipe. He gave us the recipe of how to do it. Some things come by fasting and prayer. Some come by sacrifice. Some come by unity and obedience unto Him. But He has made it possible for us to reach out and grow. If He could stay here three and a half years or preach three and a half years and do what He did, surely we can do more than that in the three and a half years or the 30 or the 50 years that we have had. We've got a media equal to nothing this world has ever seen. But you know, sometimes we're not close enough to Jesus. I like, I like a scripture found over in Exodus writing. And I know you've heard me talk about this, but it just caught my eye one day. One night I was laying in the bed, and the Lord just kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know how the Lord kind of can talk to you a little bit through your spirit. He's never audibly talked to me. If he did, Danny, I'd get so scared I wouldn't know what to do. I'd still be trembling. But I happened to think about the scripture in the Bible, in the Bible, where, where God the Son and God the Father, it looked like kind of got together there for a little while. Because Moses was all upset he wanted to see God. Am I right? Brother Willie, you kind of a Bible scholar. If I get off the track, you get the, something and throw it at me, and I'll dodge. And, 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 and Moses said, I want to see you, God, the Father. And he said, you can't see me. No man can see me. You can't see my face. And Moses insisted because he had been pretty much in favor with God. And, and, and God finally says, there is a place beside me. I don't know whether that's up there or not. There is a place beside me. And he said, I will put you, yeah, you got it. It shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Now he's taking Moses and putting him in the cleft of the rock. Somebody wrote an old song a few years ago that said, Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself <laughs> in thee. Let me get in you, Lord, just a little bit. But 1 Corinthians, I believe it is, tells us that that rock that was in the wilderness was Jesus Christ. Am I right or wrong? Bible scholars, come on, loosen up and let's have church. 
this, this is good preaching. I don't know whether you know it or not. And let me clarify something. It ain't Wayne that's doing it. It's not me. I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about him. I'm talking about the word of God will preach to us if we'll listen to it. If we can get ourselves in Jesus. Get in Jesus. What did he say about that? He said, if you have seen me. What? Real loud. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Well, they got quiet. Moses wanted to see the Father, God, but he had to go through Jesus to see him there. This kid that was born in Bethlehem, yeah, he came down to this earth, but he'd been here before. He was in the fiery furnace with the three Hebrew children. And even the old wicked king recognized him and said, that's the son of God walking around in there. He's still in that fire. I don't care what your problem is this morning. I'm not preaching on problems, but I can tell you this. I don't care what your problem is. I don't care what's going on in your life. I do care in a way, but what I'm talking about, I, 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 I know somebody that can solve every need, every problem, whatever you've got in your life today. I know somebody that knows how to fix it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My God is real. My God is real. Hallelujah. Go to the recipe again. Some of you ladies cook, know how to cook. Some of you are pretty good cooks and uh, know how to cook. But if you cook something and it don't turn out right, something wrong with the recipe, right? Are you going to do it the same way the next time? Are you going to change your recipe? You know, there's something in, I'm not too much of a cook. You missed a good chance to say amen. I don't know the difference in baking powder and baking soda. You know what, as long as she knows how to cook, I don't care. I'll just keep on eating it the way it's put on the table. It's good enough. You can tell that. You know, uh, I was ordained a bishop a long time ago. I'm Right now I'm working on an archbishop. <laughs> Catholic Church got archbishops. I think it would be good if we had one. After a while, I'm going to be there if I don't watch it. But if she makes something and it don't work right, it's not tasting right, it's not good, there's something wrong with the recipe. If we have been doing this for 50 years, and excuse my English, but if it ain't working, it needs to be changed. We need to go back and find out what the problem is. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. We may, we may have to do some things that we just... Lord have mercy, I just can't do it this way. I don't want to do it that way. It's time that we got off of our own agenda and got on his. He's well, God the Father and God the Son. 
this is God the Son's visitation to this earth. And yes, he left heaven and the angels missed him. Brother Willie was telling us this morning in Sunday school, the angels missed him that nine months he was in his mother's, in Mary's womb, he wasn't in heaven. When he was born, he still wasn't in heaven. He didn't get back to heaven until after the resurrection and he went back to the Father. And when he got back up there, said, all power. Brother Chris, he gave up that power to come to this earth to die for you. To, to sanctify you by his blood. You've got problems this morning. We've got needs this morning. But by his stripes, we were healed. By his blood, we are sanctified. What else do we need today? We have got everything that he has made possible for us at our disposal. It's all in the cabinet. Let's pull out the recipe, find out what's going on, and see if we can't fix the problem. Would that be all right once in a while? On the day of Pentecost, God the Holy Ghost showed up. interpreted there as being dynamite. Brother Sherman, you ever use any dynamite? We used to shoot stumps out of the ground on the farm with dynamite, pack it up under the stump, put a fuse in that thing and light it and run. <laughs> and if it didn't go off, you didn't go back to see why it didn't go off for a few days either. But it exploded. And when it exploded, it went everywhere. Would it not be good if the church today could go back and reread this old recipe and kind of get in touch with the third person of the Godhead in our services and let the Spirit and the power of God begin to move in our churches so much that we would explode like dynamite and the community would know that something is going on down there with that bunch of people. I've said over and over and over and over again, if we set this place on fire, the neighborhood will come to see us burn and we can get something done if we can get the Holy Ghost and fire in our midst because Jesus said, I'll give him to you. He said, I'm going back to heaven, but I'm going to send him. This is not, I don't know where I'm preaching from this, but this ain't in my notes. But he said, I'll send him when I get back up there. I got some news for you. He got back. He got back. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. But he also said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it not, not, were not so, I would have told you. But he said before then, you let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. And he was insinuating then to his father. He said, believe in me. Also, the reason was he had followers that didn't know who he was. Quiet now. Thomas didn't know who he was.
Am I right or wrong? His own people didn't know who he was. His own mom and daddy didn't half know who he was. They knew he was special, but they didn't know he was what we know he is. Am I right? But he said, you believe in God the Father, believe in me. I've been here since the beginning of the world. I created the thing. Jesus, something about that name. Brother Kemp, there's something about the name of Jesus. It strikes fear in the hearts of those that don't believe him. Fear in their hearts. We, the times are getting to be here. Better use some common sense. I'm encouraged by some growth that we see, but I'm not totally satisfied with what we could be. Jesus came to do the Father's will, not his own. He said all power is in Jesus now. He is our head. We should be able to obtain that same power for church growth. Don't you think? He said greater things than these shall you do because I go to the Father. Why was that? How are we going to do greater things than he did? Because he was one person. He could be in one place at a time. But he said, when I get back to heaven, I'll send you somebody that can be in everybody's heart that is cleaned up, sanctified, holy, meet for the master's use, and you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. And he will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have spoken unto you. That's where the preaching comes from that's anointed. But the Bible also says that after Jesus was, that when Jesus was on this earth and beginning his ministry, that God the Father anointed him with the Holy Ghost. Come on. He anointed him with the Holy Ghost and he went about preaching everywhere and healing all that were sick and oppressed. He walks through a crowd one day of people gathered everywhere and there's a poor little old lady in there that had had an issue of blood for a dozen years, spent everything she had, had no money, spent it all on doctors. I think the Bible says there's no healing in medicine. This laughter is a medicine. If it is, Sister Norman ought to never get sick. That woman laughs at everything. All you got to do is look at her. She starts laughing. Ain't no way in the world she's going to get sick. Brother James, you ain't got nothing to worry about. No, you got nothing to worry about. This little, this little woman had spent everything she had, but she heard about Jesus. Have we told enough people around that they have heard about Jesus? Can we tell him what he does? What's he done for me? What's he done for you? Are we ashamed of him? That's exactly right. He said, if you deny me before me, and I'll deny you before my father. Tell everybody about him. He heard about it. She heard about him. He's coming to town. But you know, throngs, multitudes are following him through the city. But she said, if I can but touch... <laughs> 
One writer said his garment, another one said the hem of his garment. The hem's at the bottom. She said, if I can but touch, Brother Jesse, the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That's faith. That's faith. She waves her way, pushes her way through the crowd. You know the story. Touched him, touched him, and he turns around and said, Who touched me? Tell you who touched He touched me and made me whole. Oh, what a Savior he is this morning. And the disciples said, Why do you ask such a question, Jesus, uh, who touched you with all these people around me? He said, I felt virtue go out of me. When you can get a hold of Jesus, Something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. And if you see him, here again you've seen the Father. You've seen the Father. He had mercy, mercy, mercy. He met up one time with some old fellow named Jacob, didn't he? Jacob's going to make his wrongs right with Esau, with brother. If you've got any wrongs in your heart this morning, you better get them out. You don't have to love the sin, but you got to love the person that's doing it. they got a soul. Just to keep the sin, not the sin. But old Jacob was going, trying to make something right. But he lay down to sleep and he got in a wrestling match, the Bible says, with a man. Now some people have preached it, and I may have when I was young that he wrestled with an angel all night. But Brother White, he didn't wrestle with no angel. Read the book. He wrestled with a man. Jacob's name meant deceiver. He was the crookedest rascal you ever seen in your life. He deceived his brother to get the birthright. He done everything he could uh, to get cattle off of his father-in-law. I know he got treated bad. He worked seven years to get that good-looking woman, and they gave him that ugly one. And he woke, he woke up the next morning after he sobered up and he was laying in the bed with that old ugly woman. He said, I worked seven years to get the pretty one. Laban said, you got to work seven more. He worked 14 years to get the wife that he wanted. Read the book. Am I right? Deceiver. And he gets on the journey, but he wrestles. And, and, and this man said, I'm going to change your name to Israel. Why, you know, angel didn't have the authority to change his name. It had to be Jesus, one God, because no man has seen God at any time the Father and lived. So it was Jesus done visited the earth another time and, and, and wrestled with him all night and, and changed it. And he said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. And he and told, the, told the man that, and he held on to him until he blessed him and changed his name to Israel. And look what he amounted to when he changed his name. We've probably got people in here this morning that have been liars, hypocrites, adulterers, thieves, murderers, ain't, ain't no telling what all. But you see, if you've been changed and washed by the blood of this man we're talking about today, it don't matter what your past is. It don't matter what your past is. When, when, it, when the devil brings up your past, show him the cross. When he knocks on your door, send Jesus answer it. Don't worry about the devil. You can defeat the devil, and he is not greater than Jesus. He only has the power that he is allowed to have. 
you don't have a bit of power over the blood of Jesus Christ. Not one bit. So, he goes, Jesus goes, and, I, and I'm sure, and I'm sure I've got to hurry up. He, he goes from, from this place to place after place to appear before his people. But to wind this up very quickly here, if I can do it, he has got a bride on this earth right now. He organized the church and he calls us his bride. You say you're preaching a lot about Jesus. How do you preach about Jesus and not preach about the church? How do you preach about the church and not preach about Jesus? It's time that we realize the two are tied together. And the sooner we get them together, the quicker we're going to see sons and daughters multiplied within the church. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and be made conformable in him. Can I let's go just a fraction further here? In this section of the Bible, when he said that I may know him, he's talking about being close to him or intimate with him. Come on. Help me just a little bit. He's talking about being intimate with Jesus because when Adam knew his wife, she brought forth a son. When this one knew his wife, sons and daughters were born. The know there in that passage of Scripture is intimacy. Help me, Brother Matt. When I get intimate with Christ as the church, sons and daughters will have to be born and there ain't going to be no abortions. There's not going to be any turning back, no racial problems. There's not going to be any ethnic groups. We are all born of one blood. And we better get that in our heads. We are all in this thing together. But when this happens, sons and daughters will be born. When Zion travails, Zion is the church. And when the church travails, you know, I ain't never had any kids myself. I don't know what you ladies go through in having them. You're trying to tell me that it's painful. I've had kidney stones. But that's travailing, laboring. I started dating this white-haired woman right here when I finished high school. And to me, she was Arlene Martin. I knew her. She was a pretty good-looking girl. And uh, she couldn't do any better, so she kept on dating. <laughs> she had another boyfriend in Lynchburg, but I, got, I beat him out. <laughs> He's dead now, so I ain't got no competition. <laughs> But a year and a half later, we got married. 
I knew her as Arlene Martin. She became Arlene Murphy. But I had never been intimate with her. Now, come on. You all grown, so don't be sitting in here. Oh, good day. Wonder where he's going now. Don't worry about where I'm going. But when we knew each other, knew each other, here comes Waylene. And when we knew each other, later, here comes Tim. And they're both here this morning. I thank God for my family, my grandchildren. If, if the in-laws ain't in-laws to me no more, they're my family. But I thank God for every one of them. I got a great family, and I love them, every one. I die for any of them. But we would never, and, and, and this happened 64 years ago. And we could have lived together for 64 years and not known one another, and we still wouldn't have any children. We've got churches today that are dying all over America because they don't know who Jesus Christ is. I say, God, Wake us up to the point that we really know who he is. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He is almighty. He is everything I need. He is all I want this morning. He'll supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. All my need according to his riches and glory. Did I give you a verse of scripture in Revelation? Yeah. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Let me tell you, let me stop right there for just a minute. If you think you got glory, glory, the glory of God on you may have the glory of God on you, but it ain't yours. Because he said, My glory I will not give to another. Am I right or wrong? We are nothing this morning without him. Don't think you've got so much glory in you or me that we can make it without We can't do that. We don't have any glory. It's what he sheds on us. Oh, Lord, you're worthy to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created part of the things. <laughs> this is two different writers writing here now from what the first scripture was that I read to right now. The one that wrote Colossians. Paul, this right here is John. This is the one that was on the Isle of Patmos. This is the one that got the vision straight from the glory world. He knew what it was all the way. Brother Fred, he won this this guy right here wasn't playing around. He knew what he was writing about. He said, You created all things, and for everybody read it. think he gets glory out of us and pleasure out of us being here created what we are I think he does I really think he does I think he gets the glory he's, he's glory it's his and he gets it from us our creation but we and 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 I went to this this morning <clears throat> this subject his visitation on this earth I went to that simply to help me 
and maybe anybody else in here that would help just a little bit, understand the greatness of this Savior. It, it doesn't matter what you get for Christmas as a present under the tree. That's nothing. It's what you get from him into here. That's, that's what Christmas is all about. That's everything. And it's the love of God that works in that. We need to know who he is. His own people couldn't realize who he was. In closing, let me use this, and I've used this before, and I'm hoping maybe that this nation may have a reprieve just a little bit in our worship. Remember I told you that old King Nebuchadnezzar knew who Jesus was? Was he a good king or wicked king when he did it? He was a wicked king. He was trying to kill the Hebrew children. He was wicked. He had a devil in him bigger than this building is. But he knew who Jesus was. Had he ever seen him face to face? No way. No way. Now stay with me a minute or two. I got some help coming right here now. You going to help me? You going to help me? You going to help me? Okay. Okay. He had never seen, I don't even know who this one belongs to. Is this yours, Jeannie? <coughs> kind of thought it was. You, you, you Jeannie and Stevie kids. What you got the truck here? It's a good looking truck. You better take it. You better take it. Nebuchadnezzar knew who Jesus was. He said, This is none other than the image of the Son of God. When he gets to Jesus comes to this earth and gets over in the New Testament canon, who is it that really recognizes him right off in there? The devils and the demons. They say, Jesus of Nazareth, what have we to do with you? Leave us alone. The demons and the devils knew Jesus on this earth, and his own people didn't know him. Am I right or wrong? Well, nod your head like a chicken picking up corn. His own people didn't know him, but the devils have always known who he was because they've been with him up there. Before they were thrown out, they were up there with him. And they know him. And we have, over the last few years, seen it come to pass in this country. Don't you pray in the name of Jesus in your school. Don't you pray in the name of Jesus at your graduation. Don't you pray in the name of Jesus in your supervisor's meetings. Don't you pray in the name of Jesus anywhere. What do they know that are telling us not to pray in the name of Jesus that we don't know, maybe? What do they know? They are afraid of him because they're demon and devil possessed enough in him, enough of the spirit of the world, that they don't want Jesus listed and coming out of your mouth in a meeting or anywhere else. But I'm going to tell you something right now. At the name of Jesus, one of these days, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee will bow. 
Everyone that has made all of these commitments, all these court cases, all of that, judges are going to bow down before him and look up in his face and say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Wouldn't that be great to see? I'm planning on being there. How about you? we got to close with a song. I don't I'll go on all the evening. This is so, so uh, you're going to get a song or somebody going to get a song or we're going to all get a song or we're just going to all sing, you know, Rudolph. I don't know, sing something. Thank the Lord for the group here from Alta Vista that came to see us this morning. God bless you so much. We appreciate you guys. Uh, glad to have you. Glad to have you. Uh, this is my adopted great-grandson right here. And uh, you go with me home? you're here this morning, and I'm going to get serious for a moment, if you're here this morning, and you don't know the Lord, you don't know the Lord, this altar is always open, and it couldn't be a better time in the world to find the Lord, and to get acquainted with Him than right now, because He died for that purpose. He came to this earth to get a bride, to have a bride, and we are His bride. God the Father's got a bride. He's got Israel. But he's, Jesus came to get us. And we're going to be his bride. And if you want to be in that number, you're going to have to have your sins washed away and living for Christ. Or it's going to be too bad at the end of the way to hear those words depart from me. Listen, Jesus created everything. He's my God, my Lord, my Savior. He's God, the Son, on this earth, and He's still in our hearts. Will you stay?